0: At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. Welcome to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast, where we help people invest in real estate. Now, some episodes include interesting guests that span dozens of different types of industries. Other episodes offer analysis of popular topics that pertain to people seeking to learn how to build passive wealth in real estate. So, listen in and enjoy our off the cuff podcast made to entertain, educate, and help you learn how to create passive wealth in real estate. Today we have an interesting topic. I'm gonna talk about qualified investor versus an accredited investor. That's crucial information here. So this is a very interesting topic here, an accredited investor and a qualified investor. We're gonna break into what that exactly is, the difference between the two, and why it's important to understand the difference between these two options and uh, which one you may qualify for if either one. Uh, So what is, uh, well, first of all, what does it take to become a successful real estate investor, right? Do you have to be accredited? Do you have to be a qualified investor, a sophisticated investor, which is the other end of the spectrum, kind of getting started? Well, you can be any one of those three, sophisticated, accredited, qualified investor. We'll break in all those definitions today and we'll explain exactly the benefits of being one or the other and uh, the risks within, within as well. So why do we classify investors? Well, the SEC actually is in charge of classifying investors and making sure that uh, people understand what they qualify as. And also operators such as myself, real estate syndication operators, understand who we can solicit to and what we can and can't say and who can invest in us and who cannot invest with us. Uh, following the economic crash of the Great Depression in the late 1920s, a regulatory regulatory framework emerged in the United States to protect individual investors, entity, and the markets from similar events occurring in the future. So that's why we have these standards and that's why we have these classifications and that's why the Security and Exchange Commission exists to, pers- to protect consumers and companies from scrupulous investment opportunities and untrustworthy uh, it, operators as well. So we have the Security Acts of 1933, which uh, brought in the SEC here to uh, make Securities Act encourage greater transparency with the financial markets. And it basically required that all investments made available to the general public are registered with the federal government bodies, such as the SEC. This is to prohibit uh, deception and misrepresentation, other fraudulent activities, and the sale of securities. Then in 1940 we had the Investment Company Act, and this kind of uh, furthered the uh, football down the, down the field here, and uh, basically privately held capital firms are required to register and invest as investment companies when they make or propose to make public offerings of outstanding securities that are not solely held by qualified investors. So, uh, a bit of a uh, word salad there of a definition. But the bottom line is we want to have classifications for investors. And as an investor, you want to understand what what classification you fall into. So first off, what is an accredited investor? So the SEC defines an accredited investor as someone who individually earns $200,000 a year, or their household income is $300,000 a year, and they expect to make the same amount next year, or they have a net worth of $1 million, not including their primary residence. Now, to become an accredited investor, uh, one has to make those incomes or create that net worth. And once they've accomplished that goal, they can then become accredited investor. Again, we have the income, we have the net worth, and then of course you have private companies that can become accredited investors as well. So a private organization with assets over 5 million also qualifies as an accredited investor entity. So what are the advantages of the accredited investor status? So an accredited investor is gonna have access to essentially more investment opportunities than lesser qualified investors. A sophisticated investor is someone more so getting started with investing in uh, the asset class has some experience, but uh, has lesser capital reserves than an accredited investor. So an accredited investor is the next level up, and that that's a higher net worth individual, and uh, stronger than a sophisticated investor, ideally. And therefore, more, uh, more companies are open to working with accredited investors and more funds are open to accepting accredited investor funds because as the operator, there's less underwriting and less risk working with accredited or qualified in, uh, buyers or quali- as opposed to sophisticated investors. So generally, accredited investors have access to more opportunities, and therefore, they can find better investment opportunities. As, uh, same with qualified buyers as well. Qualified investors can find greater investment opportunities. Uh, qualified investors and accredited investors find greater investment opportunities than sophisticated investors. So that's one of the greatest benefits of being a qualified investor or an accredited investor. The disadvantage of an accredited investor status is that you're essentially, the SEC is saying, hey, listen, you're a big boy. We we assume you know what you're doing. You've accredited a good amount of, you've established a good amount of wealth. You've established a good amount of income. And you're now an accredited investor. Therefore, uh, there's less regulations on... Uh, You know, what the security has to uh, disclose. Now, there are certain disclosures required with any type of investment opportunity, but accredited investors are allowed to invest larger amounts of capital and more investment opportunities and require a bit less disclosures than sophisticated investors, which is one rung below accredited. So what is a qualified investor? right? Which is the other topic here, qualified investors versus accredited investors. So we talked about accredited investors and what it means to be an accredited investor. We talked about sophisticated investors briefly, which is a lesser qualified investor than an accredited investor. And here we have qualified investors. All right. This is an interesting term by the SEC. So a qualified purchaser, a qualified investor is an individual or business entity that owns over $5 million in investment assets. Uh, Private funds such as hedge funds and private equity funds do not have to register as investment companies, provided they meet the criteria. Uh, They are not offering securities to the public. Uh, It must be owned by 100 individuals or less, and it must be owned exclusively by qualified investors. So essentially, a qualified investor is the next step up from an accredited investor. So qualified investors have options to even more investment opportunities than accredited investors, and especially more than sophisticated investors. And of course, they can invest in all types of opportunities that accredited investors normally can invest in as well. So to become a qualified investor, well, you have to have $5 million invested in assets under management to start. Also, investment-wise, in addition to that, any individual entity or investment manager that has invested a minimum of $25 million in private capital from either its own account or on behalf of qualified investors can count as a qualified purchaser. Okay, also as, as a qualified investor. A trust that's managed or sponsored solely by qualified investors is considered a qualified purchaser as well. And uh, of course, you want the net with portfolio with a net worth of over $5 million. And entities, an entity owned by qualified purchasers or qualified investors also qualifies as a qualified purchaser status. So how is a qualified investor status determined? Well, securities such as stocks, bonds, and notes, okay. Real estate, of course, and uh, such as apartment buildings or different types of real estate ownership or real estate syndications they're invested in. Uh, primary residence or places in normal business operation are excluded from the real estate category. Commodities and futures contracts, um, collections of commodities, for example, precious metals that are held for investment, Okay, uh, swaps or other negotiated financial instruments with the exclusion of securities held for the purpose of investment, any binding capital commitment of an investment company or commodity pool, and liquid assets, of course, cash in the bank. All these things can help one quali- uh, qualify as a qualified investor or qualified purchaser, so what are the advantages of qualified investor status? Well, just like the advantages of an accredited, accredited investor over a sophisticated investor, a qualified investor over an accredited investor, well, they have access to even more investment opportunities. We're talking about a larger net worth, a larger investment capabilities, and therefore access to even greater investment opportunities. Maybe off-market uh, businesses or angel investor opportunities or different Uh, Venture uh, capital opportunities to invest in uh, spawning businesses or new technology. Some of the disadvantages of being a qualified investor are that you have even more responsibility for completing due diligence. And also you're investing a larger amount of capital, therefore exposing yourself to more risk. So, of course, a loss in that investment can be more substantial as well. So while qualified investors must prove they have the funds, investment experience, and financial sophistication to foot potential losses, whenever you're making a larger investment on the scale of tens of millions, of course, the risk is escalated. So what is the difference between a qualified investor and a qualified institutional buyer? Let's go one step further here. Let's go all the way down the spectrum. We started sophisticated investors, getting started. Then we worked up to accredited investors. Then we touched on qualified investors. Now I'm going to explain qualified institutional buyer. So in this case, a qualified institu- institutional buyer is deemed to have the experience and financial muscle to participate in the trade of unregistered securities. The institution must manage over hundred million dollars in securities from issuers that are not affiliated with the institution to be a qualified institutional buyer here. So, It's important to understand there's tons of different uh, strategies here with uh, different amounts of wealth that you're investing. Of course, if you're a single accredited investor, you're going to have a different investment strategy than a qualified investor and definitely a different investment strategy than a qualified institutional buyer. Of course, if you're at the top of the spectrum as a qualified institutional buyer, you're probably working more for like a a large family office or hedge fund and uh, working with $100 million in securities. Um, it costs a midsize or smaller hedge fund would be more in the qualified investor status. So why is investor qualification important? Well, quite frankly, on the operating side, I need to know who's investing with us. Therefore, I know what type of disclosures to offer, although we offer basically all the same disclosures to all of our investors. And we want to make sure that the investor understands the due diligence we're presenting to them. So as a sophisticated, accredited, or a next level investor as a qualified Uh, a a purchaser or a uh, qualified investor status here, uh, it it really depends on what level you're at and how much due diligence you uh, need to review and how much you want to review. Essentially, the higher up you are in the spectrum of qualification, the less due diligence is required from the operator. The lower you are on the spectrum of qualification getting started, the more due diligence is required from the operator. So most operators lean away from qualified investors and only work with accredited investors and greater we do work with qualified uh, investors all the way down to uh, sophisticated investors and accredited investors as well. So we work with people getting started with investments, maybe just look, able to do the minimum investment amount of $30,000 All the way up to hedge funds and family offices and qualified investors that can make multi-million dollar investments. In fact, I prefer to work with sophisticated and accredited investors. Generally, individuals looking to put their capital to work in a tried and true asset class like high demand, professionally managed apartment complexes in New Jersey. We enjoy working with private investors there, accredited and sophisticated and qualified buyers. But it's important to understand a qualified investor versus an accredited investor. Uh, and so also understanding where you fall in, this, in these categories. Maybe you're not yet an accredited investor and trying, it's just you're a sophisticated investor working up to that accredited status. Maybe you're past accredited and getting to the qualified investor status and will have access to even more unique investment opportunities. The bottom line is no matter what type of investor you are, you want to have a good investment strategy with a long-term investment goal and short-term investment goals as well, but really understanding your long-term investment goals, what type of returns do you want to make with your capital, how should you be diversified amongst the stock market, real estate, and other asset classes, and is a syndication like People's Capital Group the right fit for your investment goals? So the bottom line is you want to keep learning, keep educating yourself no matter what. Keep enjoying our podcast. Uh, Check out um, uh, weekly blogs on our website as well about real estate investment and general investment advice and guidance. And then, of course, we also have um, our uh, monthly webinars. In fact, now we're doing webinars almost twice a month, sometimes three times a month. So enjoy those at peoplescapitalgroup.com. And once you've determined that we are the right fit for your investment goals, you just want to learn more about how we help people passively invest in real estate, click on the button Qualify to Invest, fill out a simple application, and we'll be in touch with you for our discovery call to learn more about your investment goals and see if they align with our investment goals. And you can learn about how we've helped dozens of people invest over the last decade in high demand real estate right here in North Jersey. So that's it from me. I'm Aaron Fragnito with People's Capital Group. Thank you so much for joining us today to learn about qualified investors versus accredited investors. Bit of a complicated topic. I hope I explained it the right way and I uh, hope I engaged you your attention the entire time as well. Check out more content at peoplescapitalgroup.com. Thanks a lot.